eternal reality through these three big events of Palm Sunday, of Good Friday, and of Easter Sunday. And as was mentioned, this coming Friday, we're going to have a a Good Friday service at 6 p.m., but it's going to be an extended time of prayer and worship and reflection, and we're going to actually be bringing all of our burdens to the foot of the cross. We're going to have some stones that we're going to be carrying, and then we're going to put them at the foot of the cross on Friday. So whether you get off of work at 6 or 6.30, come by. Um, We're going to be here for an extended time from at least 6 to 8 p.m. this coming uh, Friday. Um, So come and rejoice together and bring it all to the foot of the cross. Este viernes vamos a tener un servicio de Viernes Santo desde las seis de la tarde que estemos aquí y vamos a traer todas nuestras cargas a la cruz. And um, yeah, that'll be this coming Friday. And then next Sunday is going to be Easter Sunday where we celebrate the glory of the resurrection. And if you haven't already, um, we're uh, passing around a sign-up sheet for a luncheon. In the back page, a bunch of people already signed up. But if you haven't, um, go ahead and sign up something that you'd like to bring and contribute to that. And it's going to be a time of uh, rejoicing, celebrating together the resurrection, the victory of God, and also just celebrating fellowship and restoration in our relationship with God and each other through the time of fellowship immediately after service. And there's going to be a few fun uh, kids activities as well right after service. Um, So I think our brother Pedro has that sign-up sheet. He'll probably uh, have it passed around um, during uh, the, this time of service. And in the back sheet is where you see everyone that has already signed up and um, you can bring something um, as well that day. Um, but yeah, let's come to the Lord and let's pray as we, or let's open up our hearts as we read the word this morning. And today we're gonna be in Matthew 21. Hoy las escrituras van a ser del libro de Mateo, capítulo 21. And um, I'm going to read a, a small porsage, uh, portion in Spanish and then the rest of the passage in English. But the passage is going to be from Matthew 21, verses 6 to 11. Mateo 21, empezando en el versículo 8 hasta el 9. And um, like I mentioned, I'm going to read first a portion in Spanish and then the whole text for us in English. And you can follow along with the language of your heart if you have an English Bible or Spanish Bible, and I'll go ahead and read for us here. Mateo capítulo 21, versículo 8 y 9. Había mucha gente que, ten, que tendía sus mantos sobre el camino. Otros cortaban ramas de los árboles y las esparcían en el camino, tanto la gente que iba delante de él como la que iba detrás. Gritaba, Osana al hijo de David, bendito el que viene en el nombre del Señor. Osana en las alturas. Matthew 21, verses 6 to 11. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their a very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. 
the crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? The crowd answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. God, we cry out the same words, the same prayer that those first people did, Lord, as they welcomed you into Jerusalem to fulfill your mission on the cross and through the glory of the resurrection. We cry out, Hosanna, help us, Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in las alturas. Lord, right now, we acknowledge that you're the one that gathers us here together. Even as was being mentioned earlier, Lord, on our own, we really don't have that much in common, Lord. But in you, Lord, we have our true unity. So, Lord, I just pray that you would open our hearts and open our minds and know that we're all connected by this much, much bigger story, Lord. Give us wisdom. Give us understanding. Danos sabiduría, Dios Santo. Danos entendimiento. Lord, we want to know you. We want to know your truth and your way. Would you shine your light on us and would you step in and enter into all of those spaces in our lives, Lord? When you entered Jerusalem, you entered into a messy, complicated space, Lord. And would you enter the messy, complicated spaces of our lives, of our hearts, of our world that so desperately needs you, God? And Lord, we need you. We pray and we acknowledge, Lord, we grieve with those who grieve. Lord God, we, we do pray, Lord, for all of those that were impacted in, uh, in Tennessee, Lord, once again, Lord, by a senseless shooting that you don't delight in, Lord. It doesn't glorify you in any way, Lord. You grieve with those who grieve. And to think, Lord God, it was in a, in, in a, in a Christian school, Lord God, Lord, have mercy. Hosanna, help us, Lord. Hear our cry, God. And Lord God, we pray for just this world that is so broken and seems so hopeless at times, God. But just like in that first Palm Sunday, in the midst of brokenness and hopelessness, you came in. You came in and you did something about it, Lord. You took all of that brokenness and you absorbed it, Lord God, and you made it to, into something new. Help us, Lord, to continue to be Jesus people that go into those sometimes scary and uncomfortable places, Lord, to bring your light, to bring your good news. Lord, right now we just want to pray for, um, for all the families here represented. Oramos por todas las familias aquí, Dios Santo. We pray for our um, city, for our community. We pray for Easter Sunday, Lord, that people would be able to gather and hear your good news, Lord. That the worst things are not the last things, but that you, Jesus, have the final word on all things. 
And Lord, as we enter into this journey, we welcome you into this space. We welcome you into our hearts, Lord. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Save us, Lord. God, we trust you and we believe in you. Speak to us today. Háblanos hoy, Dios Santo. Speak a word that is fresh, new, and true, and everlasting. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, the scripture that we read today reminds us of this amazing entry where Jesus entered unexpectedly riding on a donkey into Jerusalem. And as he was entering, people were holding something similar to what we're holding here in worship today. They were holding palms and they were placing their cloaks and, and welcoming Jesus into fulfilling his mission through, through uh, as he entered into Jerusalem, and they were welcoming him with those palms. And sometimes it can be overlooked or oversimplified because we've heard this story before. We've heard the story of Palm Sunday. We hear it at least once a year, but sometimes we just need to pause, pray, and reflect and remember why this is so groundbreaking to hear these words, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna. Some of you have studied the Bible, you've studied um, biblical languages and all of that, so you know what Hosanna means. Hosanna is actually a proclamation. Hosanna is probably, it can even be considered a prayer. Hosanna means save us. La frase Hosanna significa sálvanos, Dios Santo. And in this entry, it's not just any entry, but it's a very specific entry. Yes, the palms on this Sunday, they're very beautiful, they're very um, touching, and we celebrate that. But even more important than how the entrance occurred is who is entering. That is the main part of this Sunday. Who is entering to fulfill this mission on the cross and through the glory of the resurrection? And friends, brothers, sisters, it's all about who is entering. The palms, all the the different traditions and uh, specific things we do to make Easter fun and Holy Week fun, all of those are very important. But let's keep the main thing, the main thing, that is secondary to the primary. It's all about who is entering. And it's very easy to miss the real significance of this amazing event. Jesus enters willingly to fulfill his mission on the cross. And it's important, yeah, how he entered, there was excitement. It was like a parade that was there in front of him. Some of us have taken part in parades. We've seen the excitement, the energy that's around that. And God is entering and he hears these words. Jesus is entering and he hears these words by the people cried out, Hosanna! which means save us, and then God answers their prayer with Jesus. The name of Jesus is also a phrase, is also a proclamation. The name of Jesus actually means the Lord saves. That's what Jesus means. Whenever we we actually say in Jesus' name or we speak the name of Jesus or when we cry out Jesus, his name actually means the Lord God saves. So the people are crying out and asking, um, save us, 
and God's response is Jesus, the Lord God saves. There is one entering to fulfill a mission, a mission of salvation, of redemption, made possible through the most unlikely way, through the cross. No one would have expected that. The triumphal entry is a reminder for you and me that it's possible to know what's coming and still be surprised. The apostles, they had known Jesus had been telling them, this is what's coming. I'm going to enter Jerusalem, and in Jerusalem, I'm going to die. I'm going to take the cross, but I'll be back. They knew what was coming, but they were still surprised. Some of us can be familiar with God's words, with God's promises, with certain verses, with certain dates. Maybe some of us grew up in the church. Maybe others didn't. Maybe you're just learning about this stuff, but you already have expectations of what that's about. Palm Sunday is a reminder to us that just because something sounds familiar doesn't mean that we can't be surprised. Maybe God is trying to teach us something new in what seems familiar. Palm Sunday is the first day of Holy Week, and it began so well with this beautiful parade. Everyone was willing to take part in this event. At, at the very, at, finally, Jesus has come into Jerusalem. Throughout the gospel, Jesus had been telling them, not just hinting to them, but telling them that I'm going to enter into Jerusalem for this purpose. And everyone was witnessing um, they, they all had expectations of what Jesus was going to do, of who he should be, of what he should accomplish now that he's entered triumphantly into Jerusalem. Everyone had expectations of who they thought Jesus should be and what he ought to do. And with those expectations, there was excitement, there was hope, anticipation from the crowd, but what unfolds after that is so different than what anyone would have thought or even expected. We see through the Gospels that when we follow Jesus as a living Lord, we will follow an unexpected God. We will follow a God that actually turns our views on reality, not upside down, but like I've said many times here at Imago, right side up. God is free, and he doesn't just conform to our expectations. He actually meets us where we're at and takes us where we need to be. God is not just a people pleaser or addicted to approval like I am sometimes. He is going to do what he is going to do. And that's going to be for his glory and for our good. Once again, here in this triumphal entry, God makes this unexpected entrance. He hears the cry of the people, the people crying, Hosanna, save us. And God responds with Jesus, the Lord God saves. And this is something Jesus would regularly do with his friends, with those that were closest to him, with those who thought they knew him best. Jesus regularly surprised, shocked, and even offended those that were around him. And that's going to happen with us as well. When we follow a living Lord, Jesus Christ, not just an idea, 
Not just someone that uh, uh, fulfills all of our expectations of how things ought and ought not to be, but when we follow a living Lord Jesus Christ, we will often be surprised, sometimes shocked, and I'm sorry to say, but even sometimes offended because he's going to take us to places and spaces that we don't expect. In the Gospels, the glory of Jesus was shown in amazing ways to those that were closest to him, to those that were face-to-face with him, to his friends, to the apostles. Peter, James, and John were some of their names. And every time they had an encounter with this living Lord, they realized that their expectations were never just going to, he was never just going to fit their tight expectations. In fact, the thing they learned by doing life with Jesus was that Jesus reminded them that he is who he is. I am the God that I am, not the God that you expect me to be. But I am the God who I am, and who I am is much, much better than anything or anyone you would expect me to be. Friends, brothers, sisters, we've been in this time, these last, uh, in this whole Lent series, asking how we can draw closer to the heart of God and the mind of God. Maybe we can start there. Maybe we can trust God and love God for who God is, not just who we expect God to be. In this moment, in Palm Sunday, Jesus enters Jerusalem and he starts this road, this road that he's told his friends that will occur, but it's now happening. It's been anticipated, but yet completely missed. They're confused, yet they already knew about this. As we enter into this road of Easter, as we follow Jesus to the cross and then the glory of the resurrection, What's the new thing that he's trying to teach us? What's the thing we've heard about before but we've completely missed out on? What have we been quick to forget or what have we chosen not to see when it comes to all of this entire week where we're going to confront death, new life, brokenness, joy, all of it together? What's the new thing that God is trying to teach you this week or what's he trying to reveal to you this week es la nueva cosa que dios te quiere revelar en esta semana santa the whole of the gospel really is a redefinition of of old things that we think we know about and jesus almost giving us like this new pair of glasses to see things in a whole new light during the men's bible study on wednesday we had an opportunity to talk about that, about walking in the light and walking in shadows and just the difference between the two. That's what Jesus comes to do. He comes to shed light in all of our shadow areas, internal or external. Jesus also comes to do that, to give us like a new pair of glasses. Who here wears glasses? I do. I'm actually very dependent on glasses. I have contacts every, every single Sunday. But I had a very funny moment happen to me this last uh, 
I think it was um, Thursday, as I was driving back home from the store, and I was just enjoying my, my ride, and you know, no kids, no one, just quiet. So, and, I, and then I had the opportunity to choose my own music, choose my own podcast, any of that, you know, which is very rare. I'm used to just you know, lullabies and, and uh, all kinds of random you know, uh, playlists for kids on, on my car. But I was just enjoying the time, and then something happened. I was wearing my glasses, and I just uh, knocked my glasses out of my face, and I was in the middle of the road driving. And I'm extremely dependent on glasses. I can't see. My license has this big sticker, core lens cannot drive without glasses, right? And so uh, my glasses fell out, and then suddenly everything was blurry. I couldn't see anything. And that's when instinct just kicked in. And all I did was uh, slow the car down and then, you know, make a, make a very slow turn into the next uh, entrance that I saw there. And I was able to put on the emergency lights. And then finally, you know, though everything was blurred, I was able to just touch the, the, the ground of my car and find my glasses, then put them on and continue. You know, that's what Jesus does. He gives us a pair of glasses. And if you've worn glasses before, you know that Without glasses, you get used to vision and life that way, blurred vision. And you think that's normal until you put on that new pair of glasses. And that's what Jesus comes to do. He comes to redefine all of reality. He comes to confront what we think is true about life, about love, about ourselves. And he gives us a new pair of glasses. He says, look, there's so much more. That's what Easter week is pointing to. That's what Palm Sunday is kicking off for us, that there is so much more, so much more than we think or even expect. Jesus has come to redefine our perception of who God is, and he says, here, take these glasses, see me as I am. He's redefined greatness. He's redefined love by this greatest commandment, right? Love God, love people. That's a redefinition of the law and of the commandments. In Gethsemane, we see Jesus pray, Lord, your will, not my will be done. That's a redefinition of strength. And in this entry, as Jesus is entering into Jerusalem to fulfill his mission, that's a redefinition of authority. Nuestro Dios viene para darnos nuevas definiciones, nueva visión de la realidad. Jesus came triumphantly into Jerusalem, redefining everything, as we've talked about here before at Imago, vertically and horizontally, redefining our relationship with God and our relationship with each other. Jesus redefines it all with this new perspective with this new way of living and being and seeing reality. Jesus comes to redefine and to restore all things, to redefine and restore what is not right. And you and I know, all we need is just one day, right, of catching up on world news or national uh, polarization or even um, human situations day to day, locally, nationally, internationally, and we know that things are not as they ought to be, that things are not right, 
that you and I and this world is crying out just like those first people who welcomed Jesus into Jerusalem. We're crying out, Lord, save us. And sometimes we don't even know how to ask it, but every single day we see evidence of that. Lord, save us. In this Palm Sunday, it's great to see how everyone was so excited at first. But then actually what Jesus does can be pretty off-putting as his first move, right? He enters in and it's a beautiful, uh, a, a beautiful um, parade. And then Jesus comes down and he goes and practically he dismantles the temple and he redefines all things. He flips over tables because it's not being used the right way. Again, giving them a new pair of glasses. Jesus gives people what they need, not just what they want. Friends, brothers, sisters, that's, my, that's our invitation this coming Easter week, this Holy Week. Ask Jesus to give you what you need, not just what you want. Esta Semana Santa vamos a pedirle a Dios que nos dé lo que necesitamos, no solamente lo que queremos. As a church, you know, and we pray for it every single Sunday. We're trusting God in this season of rebuilding, of going without knowing, of trusting no matter what. So at Imago Church, may we pray for guidance through the Spirit not just through our desires, not just through what we want. Yes, all of that is important, but it needs to come secondary. Guidance through the Spirit in prayer and Scripture that God would give us as a community, that God would give us what we need and that he would save us from simply what we want. Many of you are parents. What happens if you give your kids everything they want? You don't get good results from that, right? Immediately and in the long term. But why? Because you love them. You see things that they don't see. Our God, our Father sees things that we don't see. So may we pray that we can trust him to give us what we need, not just everything we want. May he dismantle our own idols of expectations and of consumption and of just taking more and more and more. We see Jesus do that, right? We didn't get to read the passage here. But after Jesus entered from Palm Sunday, that's his first step, yay, it's a beautiful parade. And then he goes straight into the temple and he dismantles everyone's expectations of what that temple means. He literally does it, he flips over some tables because that temple is not being properly used for, his, for the glory of God. So what he does is he actually deconstructs their old ideas and he reconstructs something new. You know, he meets them where they're at and, and takes them to the next level where they need to be. He reveals something new about the heart of God and the kingdom of God. That's what, that's what Jesus will keep doing him, will keep doing with us when we welcome him in when we welcome him into those spaces that we're not as comfortable in, that we're not as uh, confident in, let's welcome him in and you're gonna see he's going to deconstruct and reconstruct 
even something greater, even something truer, even something more beautiful than that expectation that we hold on to. The implications of Jesus being Lord is an implication of someone redefining all of authority. And that's really big. The king has entered. And I say it every time, right? And I love how we pray, um, uh, how we prayed that song earlier, all hail King Jesus. Yes, in, in this country, just like in all nations, there's always going to be political strife, but it comes and it goes. And yes, vote your conscience, vote consistently, all of that. And remember, presidents come and go, but we always will have a king. A king that we worship, that will sustain us in all seasons, in all times. So again, Jesus being supreme authority over everything, and this is what he's actually proclaiming, and it's pretty confrontational, actually. And that's why many went from celebrating to being offended, It's really easy to be offended, right? If we're looking for offense, we're going to find offense. If we're looking for love, for connection, we're going to find love and connection. And we see the same reaction with Jesus, right? He came, and this new authority, he redefined it all, and he's saying, I'm redefining authority over all things. I have authority even over nation, over political expectations, over empire, over economics, over over the temple, over your religious expectations. I'm giving you a new pair of glasses with all of those things to see something new. Jesus is pretty confrontational, pretty direct. So confrontational and all that it took him all the way to the cross. You, sister, brother, friend, you who want to be part of the kingdom of God, Remember, there is only one affirmation, one claim, one truth to live by, and that affirmation is that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord over all things. Jesus is Lord over our expectations. Jesus has authority all of that, over all of that. Can we give it to him and see him do something new? Can we trust him? Can we live into this new hope that he gives us? through this unexpected entry, can we invite him into those unexpected spaces in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives? He can be trusted. The Lord God saves is what the name of Jesus means and his name is a strong and mighty tower as the scriptures tell us. Everything will be restored, redefined, and shifted in new ways as a fruit of this authority, new authority of the power of Jesus. That means that in the midst of chaos, even what we've seen this week throughout our lives, throughout the country, throughout the world, that in the midst of chaos, we can actually declare hope. We can declare trust. We can declare joy. Because we know that he's come in to fulfill a mission. So happiness, joy, strength, and courage, all of that is not just dependent on the outside. It's an inside job. And during this holy week and in this season, we're going to invite God into all areas of our lives. 
We're going to invite him into the areas of stress, into the areas of anxiety, into the areas of uncertainty. Ask God this week, Lord, am I allowing you to enter into those spaces? Am I allowing you to flip over the tables of the idols in my heart and in my mind? Am I allowing you to do something new with my expectations? This Holy Week, may we let the authority and the power of Jesus take its rightful place in our lives. Que la autoridad de Cristo tenga su propio lugar en nuestras vidas en el centro. May he take his rightful place in our, in our lives. I mean, if you're anything like me, sometimes we, we know about that. That sounds familiar, but to live it out is a whole other thing. And we can really be like the first people in Holy Week, right, that were excited. They welcomed Jesus in with a parade. They're thrilled to walk into Jerusalem, into the excitement, into the palms, into the fun. But this week, will we follow Jesus on his mission into Jerusalem, into those uncomfortable moments, through the triumphal entry, through that journey that takes him all the way to the cross to confront death, to confront sin, to confront brokenness? On the cross, our Lord Jesus kept going. So friend, brother, sister, whatever you're going through right now, keep going. Keep going. Don't stop. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He'll take you through the cross. And the cross leads to resurrection. It leads to new life. It leads to new chapter, new beginning. In this first Palm Sunday, people cried out, Hosanna! And God responds with Jesus, which means God saves us. The Lord saves. May we cry out to God and be open to his response. Even if it doesn't fit our neat little expectation, because God's reality is greater than any of our expectations. God's truth is more comforting than any of our expectations. Jesus is Lord, and he's calling us to love and live in this world in a way that's different, in a way that's holy, meaning a way that's set apart, and in a way that's holistic, meaning we're allowing him to enter into every single part of our lives. Here on Sundays, we come to celebrate, but he's present, he's there with you, he will never leave you Monday through Saturday. Allow him to enter in to all of those moments, to all of those sticky points, to those challenging um, situations throughout your week. Do we identify with a Jesus like that? With a Jesus who will enter in to do the real business of transforming us, of making us new, of not just informing us, of not just inspiring us, but of truly transforming us into new people. That's what he came to do.
to save us from ourselves, to even save us from each other? Or are we just going to give in to our familiar expectations this week? Oh yeah, I know what that's like. I know a Palm Sunday. I know the cross. I wear one sometimes or I have this, this logo on my car or whatever it may be. What if we surrender those expectations and see God do something new? What can we learn? This is the Jesus who enters triumphantly into Jerusalem. This is the God who acted on our behalf. He wasn't passive. He was proactive and saw our brokenness. He heard our cries, save us. And he took action. Holy Week is what we're entering into. It's very unique. And that's why we invite you to live into this week in a special kind of way where you can give up your expectations, let go of those expectations and let God do something new, reveal something new. Be here on Good Friday at 6 p.m. for this extended time of just meditation and prayer. We're gonna meditate on the seven last words of our Lord Jesus. Be here Friday, 6 p.m. Invite a friend, invite family. Come at any point between six and eight, we'll be here. And then next Sunday, we're gonna celebrate the glory of the resurrection. God's reminder that even the worst things will not be the last things in our lives. And I'll end with this. The most amazing part of Palm Sunday, in my opinion, when I read it, what I, see, what I, what I just get... Um, uh, just very excited by and, and actually um, really want to go deeper in is just this, how when we let go of our expectations, we let God do something new. And the people of God, even um, those that were welcoming him in, the people of, of Israel, they, were, had, they were actually had come to the temple to celebrate Passover. And then right in the middle of that was this interrupting event of Jesus just showing up. How can Jesus just show up in your life in maybe a way that seems interrupting but real and true? Friends, brothers, sisters, may we be interrupted by the king's entry in our lives this week. May we be interrupted of our neat expectations so that God would do something new and real in our lives. May we encounter our King Jesus in this season of rebuilding. And yes, we're doing that together as a church, but what's God doing in you that needs to be deconstructed in order to be rebuilt into something new, into something beautiful. May God deconstruct in order to reconstruct whatever he has to in our lives. May God reconstruct our families. May God reconstruct our church. He is with us and he meets us here and now. We've celebrated his beautiful entry 
He's here amid, uh, amongst us. His presence is here. And now may we continue to invite him in into our lives, into our minds, and see him do something new. Let's pray. Lord God, we admit that when we talk about Holy Week, when we talk about Palm Sunday, Good Friday, and Resurrection Sunday, that it's a mystery. We're a mess, Lord, and you're a mystery. And that's part of what we celebrate, Lord, during Easter Sunday that through your goodness, through your grace, you see that messiness. You see us crying out, unsure of ourselves, crying out, Hosanna, save us, help us. And you respond. You show up. Lord God, would you continue to show up, Lord God? Would you continue to surprise us would you continue to do that new thing in us, Lord? Deconstruct what needs to be deconstructed, Lord. Help us to let go of expectations in order to let you do something new, something beautiful, something eternal in us. Today, Lord, we want to surrender and we want to give up, Lord, what we've been used to living in a blur, living in a shadow. And this week, Lord, we want to be open to you giving us a new pair of glasses. Danos nueva visión, Dios Santo, en esta Semana Santa. Lord God, we celebrate today, Lord, all that you've done. Forgive us, Lord, when we have reduced this week into just familiar words and familiar customs, Lord. Take all of that and do something new. Show us a new reality, Lord God. A new reality of your goodness, of your grace, of your promises, of your presence. Disrupt us, Lord. That's our prayer in this Holy Week. Disrupt us and turn over the tables of expectation in our hearts. Turn over the tables of idols in our minds. And Lord God, help us to find you. As we go all the way to the cross and as we celebrate the glory of the resurrection. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you. And Lord, we take these palms once again and we cry out, Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand. And we're going to conclude with this song, Hosanna. And even some of the children of our church are going to lead us in this time of worship. So let's hold our palms and together let's go ahead and cry out, Hosanna. Hosanna.